seat this morning. Well, welcome to City Church this morning. Welcome to Vision Sunday 1. Come on. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I'll be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. Hope and a future. I'm going to divide these next two weeks in talking about different things. Today I'm going to talk about some practical things at the start of my message this morning. And then next week we're going to talk about um, some areas of mission and discipleship and some of our focus there and some of our uh, leadership changes and team changes that are happening as well. And so it's kind of going to be divided over the two weeks. But I just wanted to share some practical things that are happening this year, things that we can be uh, focused on and thinking about um, for what's coming up. Obviously, you can see on your seats are some key rings, some stickers. Where you have uh, this beautiful brochure that's in front of you on your seat. You can grab that out if you want. The idea is that everyone would take one of these home and get this into your spirit. The reason we've given you a key ring and a sticker is because we want you to be thinking this year, hope and a future. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, in, in a few moments time, but I want you to get that in your spirit this year. You have a hope that's unshakable and you have a future that is unending in Jesus. And there's so much around and about us at the moment that's speaking negativity, that's speaking uh, about the future being dark, and about the things ahead that are, there's so many obstacles and so many challenges, but I believe it's a time that the church should shine brighter than ever before, that we should be declaring there is a hope, there is a future, there are things that we can focus on, there is light in the midst of the darkness. And so this, this year, we're, we're really trying to focus on that and get you to really get that into your spirit. Be reminded that you have a hope and a future. Let it come out of your smile, let it come out of your words, let it come out of your actions, that we as the church have a hope and a future. And so there's a few things practically that uh, are happening this year that I just wanted to let you know about. One of those things is the kitchen, the beautiful green kitchen that we have out there uh, to my right. We're having a renovation uh, for that kitchen in the next few weeks or months that that's kind of taking place and they'll be getting an oven in there and getting um, uh, a cooktop and, and moving things around a bit and re reshaping it so it's more usable. Obviously, we have... DCH Cafe that has been up and working in, in our cafe space, which has been incredible and they're doing really well and we're excited about seeing them just continue to make more inroads in the community and more people coming onto our site, which has been a vision for a lot of years, which we've now seen become a reality. So praise God for that. And uh, so we need this kitchen space to be able to do things like our services or if we've got funerals or other big events or different things, we need a space where we can cater from. And so we're updating that kitchen so we're able to do that, which is really exciting. Another really exciting announcement that we have this morning is we are going to be doing a live worship recording. And so we have some songs that our team have written, and um, in, in, the next, uh, in the next few months, we're going to be recording those live in the service, and then they'll go to the studio and do those things and then be releasing those songs 
as well. Now, it's long been prophesied over this church that we would see music recordings happening, and I know that that one has happened many years ago. Um, There was a pre-recording that was done, and I really believe it's part of the fabric of this church to be able to produce and be a lighthouse church to those that are around us and really be able to bring worship that really helps people lift their eyes to heaven. And so we're excited about that. We're going to be recording some songs. Are you excited about that this morning? Come on, it's going to be incredible. And if you've ever wanted to be on an album, this is your chance. You're a singer on a music album. Well done. Congratulations. You've made it. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited for all of our team. Can I tell you something as well? This year, this church is 40 years old. Can you believe that? 40 years old. And so we're going to be celebrating. Can we just turn the throttle up this morning? Can we get a little bit more excited this morning? This this church is 40 years old this year. So we're going to be celebrating and we've we've got some plans in in September, October, possibly November, that uh, we're going to gather together and have a a big dinner and and also then celebration services as well and and trying to bring in uh, the the leaders from the past and being able to gather people that have been part of this church over, over 40 years and we are going to celebrate. So much of what the enemy has done in this season has caused people not to celebrate. So much has been cancelled, so many celebrations, so many anniversary events or birthdays or things and and people haven't been able to celebrate but we're going to actually believe that we can celebrate something worth celebrating and that's 40 years as a church, 40 years is significant in the Bible and so I'm really looking forward to, to really gathering together and really celebrating that well and we'd love you to be part of it and we'd love you to spread the word to, to friends and family and people that have been part of this church over the years that it's coming. We'll get details out as soon as we've got them and we're just trying to make sure that we've got guests invited first so that we um, can make sure that everybody's here and we can celebrate together. It's going to be good. So bring it on. So I wanted to tell you a few things just happening this year, just so you're aware of it. And this is just a really practical component before we get into the Word this morning. But after uh, these two weeks of vision, we have one one more week that we've got in the middle there. And then we're going to start a seven-week series called Biblical Algorithms. And we're going to be talking about the seven churches in Revelation over those seven weeks leading up to Easter. And it's really, really uh, significant, I believe, for talking about the hope and a future that we have from this vision and actually outworking that. What does God want us to look like? And these seven churches in Revelation that talks about some encouragements and some warnings to make sure that we stay on the right track so that we are the church with a hope and a future that God wants us to be. And so that's kind of a strategic part of this vision, that we would speak the vision that we have a hope and a future, but then also put some practical things around that. And over these next seven weeks, in our connect groups we've got a series that's going to run run alongside of it and our preachers are going to preach uh, over those seven weeks about these seven churches in revelation and i can tell you it's going to be powerful have you ever done a series in revelation in church it's fun it's going to be good we're talking all things end times but we're also talking how we're meant to be as the church of jesus christ during these end times as well and so i think it's really going to bless you and encourage you and help us to stay on track and i know it's going to bless your connect groups as well and so i want to encourage encourage you to be part of that. Our Royal Women's Conference is coming up and so just want to make you aware of that for all of the girls, 20th and 21st of May. That's going to be a really powerful time. Really looking forward to that. 
Uh, I think I failed to mention before the worship recordings we're going to do on the 13th and the 20th of March. 13th and 20th of March. It's going to be over two Sundays. There's going to be a whole bunch of team in here helping record and do that. We're bringing in um, some really high qualified people to be able to do this and do it really well. And so I want you to be coming out and be part of those Sundays. I want to encourage you to mark those dates in your diary, the 13th and the 20th of March. We really want you to be here. And like I said before, it's your chance to be on an album. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. You're a, um, you're a, a worship rock star. Also, Strengthening Home. I wanted to mention um, in June each year, we have a Strengthening Home month. And uh, we've been really working over these last few years to try and eliminate our, our loan and to be able to, to move that down. It was at $1.4 million and, and I can tell you at the moment, our loan sits at 883000 Praise God. So we're moving in the right direction and we're going to see that eliminated in Jesus' name. And so we're believing for that to be able to come down even more. I'd actually personally love to see over this next 12-month period, uh, this is a personal goal, to see us get down to 750000 and really just keep knocking that down and really move towards it. Now, here's the thing. It's not about a loan. No one gets excited about paying off a loan. After each payment, I'm not doing a happy dance in the office. Uh, but I am excited to see it go down, not because it's just a loan, but because it's setting up the next generation. I'd love this, this, uh, this whole building and all the buildings that are here to be owned by the church. It's kingdom territory, and we're moving forward. We're not giving the next generation a debt. We're giving them an opportunity to continue to build from, a springboard for the future. And once, it, once we pay that down, it opens up more finance and resource to give to missions and to give to ministry. And that's really the heart of the church. And so it's not about paying down a loan. It's about the freedom of what that allows us to move forward and move the kingdom forward. And so... Our, our, we recently just had our, our loans valued, or sorry, our property valued, and it, it, we now it's gone up to almost a million dollars. It's gone up, so we're, we now rest at 3.88 million in value between the two buildings. Um, so yeah, it's if we sold it all, then there's three million uh, that, that's there at the moment. So let's just get that let's get that paid off, and let's continue to move forward in the future. Is that okay? I like just being honest with you and telling you where things are at. You're the church. This is your church. So let's just be honest with where it's all at. Let's continue to move forward with it in Jesus' name. Compassion Sunday. I wanted to note this because it's on the 5th of June. We have this booked in. We have some guests from Compassion coming. And this is an opportunity for us to be able to sponsor children and hear about the great work of Compassion. Now, we have a particular area in the northern Philippines that we are focusing on as a church and sponsoring children in that area. And we had a team there just go over a couple of years ago before COVID and be able to see some of the, the beautiful kids that we all sponsor. And I just want to encourage you, if you're considering sponsoring a child or know someone that would like to. That is a morning that uh, I'd encourage you to come and be part of and hear the great work of what Compassion is doing. I just want you to mark that in your diaries now, the 5th of June, which will be really special. And we are believing finally for Christmas under the stars. It's been a couple of years. So we're believing for Christmas under the stars this year. We're going to be able to do that uh, 10th of, January, uh, 10th of um, December, not January. That'll be a little bit late. Hopefully it's not postponed to the 10th of January. Um, and we're going to really celebrate uh, Christmas under the stars and believing for a great time for our community uh, this year as well. Is that all good? Fantastic. Like I said, we'll talk about some more practical things um, next week and some team changes, particularly Mountains Care and some things we're doing there as well, which is going to be really exciting. But uh, in 2021, we really had on our heart the word stronger. So as we were preparing for that at the end of 2020 
and really seeking what God was saying, we really felt the words out of Job 17 verse 9, that we would be, be a people that continue to move forward in strength. It says, the righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands or a pure heart will become stronger and stronger. And so we declared that over the year, and we spoke that into our church, and we've seen uh, the outworking of that. We've seen new people added to our church. We've seen our church remain strong as a family through chaotic years and crazy times where so many of our churches across even just our state, when I was talking to one of our state leaders, are at 30% levels to what they were before COVID. Now, getting our minds around that and thinking about that, that is a huge drop for most of the churches in our state in terms of attendance and buy-in and, and people being involved in church. And it's been a chaotic time, but really in the midst of it, I think we've seen the goodness of God and we've seen the best of City Church. We've seen the best of people loving one another, caring for one another, going stronger in their faith, continuing to stay connected online if they can't be in the room, continuing to call and love one another. We've seen our finances remain strong during a time where you would think that the, the reality of the situation would say finances would drop. We've just seen new people added to our church and people's lives that have been transformed over this last 12 months. And really, our strength was tested. But God said, hey, I'm going to make you stronger, not in your might, not in your power, but in the strength of the Holy Spirit. And we've seen that. And I really believed as we started to pray about 2022 and what was ahead at the end of last year, I really believe God spoke this word to us, hope and a future. You have a hope and a future. A hope and a future. In the midst of the despair of the world that's around us at the moment, we have an opportunity to get the megaphone of hope, the gospel of Jesus Christ, what God has done on the cross for us. We have the opportunity to speak this message of hope. We have to remind ourselves as believers that we have a hope. And it's a certain hope. It's an unshakable hope. We're reminding ourselves that we don't live by the world's standards and the world's highs and lows. We live with a hope in every season. And this, this scripture in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says here, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Do you know the context of this passage is God is speaking to people that have been in hardship and suffering. He's speaking to his people that are in captivity. They were in exile in Babylon and God speaks to them and encourages them and says, yeah, while there is suffering for a while, there is hope and a future for you. Does it sound like what our society's been like over these last couple of years? Captivity, we've been locked in our homes, we've been stuck, we've, we've all had our plans and schedules messed and changed, but it's like God's reminding us this year, hey, I know there's some suffering and hardship, but I want you to know this, there is a hope and a future for you. It's been hard for people to be able to see their way clear. So much has been cancelled and changed and altered. And, and, and it's been hard to even get into the mindset of planning again. To believing again. In a lot of ways, our vision has been lost. And we haven't been able to see our way forward. And I want to encourage you today to start to see again. To start to dream again. To start to hope again, because our hope is not built on the world's standards. Our hope is built on Jesus. 
See, I'm believing for a church that is going to see souls saved and disciples multiplied in this season. We're going to see more and more people come to know Jesus and raised up to see Jesus uh, for who he is and really come alive to Christ. I'm believing for that. And I think because of our vision has sometimes been impaired by the season, sometimes when you can't see properly, you have to listen. What is God saying? And you can't see because of the plans, just like a newborn baby. They can't see very clearly, but they know your voice. And it's like in this season, we've got to go to the voice of God and say, look, we can't see because things are shady right now. But God, I'm believing that you're speaking to me and listening and hearing that voice and going, yeah, I believe there's a hope and a future. We're going to speak with a different tone to the world. We're going to speak the promises of God. So I want you to know what I see ahead for City Church. Some of the things that I believe for City Church, I see a church that's a soul-winning church with an emphasis on reaching the lost and welcoming them home. I see a church that's a disciple-making church, teaching and training people to grow spiritually as disciples of Jesus. I see a church that's a leader-producing church, raising up and releasing leaders into areas of ministry and responsibility. We've seen that over the years, and we're going to see it again in Jesus' name. I see a church that's a community-reaching church, lifting up lost people, the poor, the broken, and forgotten and leading them to life in Jesus. What we're going to see in Mountain Scare over this next year is going to be powerful. I see a church that brings the sound of heaven to earth through its worship and raises up a standard of excellence that brings glory to Jesus. I see a church that serves God gladly and passionately, raising an army of volunteers to welcome people home to City Church. Do you see that this morning? I see a church that believes in miracles and the power of the Holy Spirit to break chains, set people free and to heal and to transform lives. A place where the testimonies never stop and the thanksgiving never ends, where the altar is open and prayer and ministry flow in an atmosphere of faith. That's what I believe for our services. I see a church overflowing with resource to meet the needs of the vision and to resource the expansion of the gospel. That loan is nothing. Let's believe it's gone in Jesus' name. Let's believe it's paid down. If that's on your heart, let's give, let's sow into it and set up the next generation. I see a church that's unified in purpose and mission. I see a church that loves people genuinely and cares for them biblically. I see a church that's committed to missions and bringing transformation to countless lives locally, nationally, and around the world. We had a goal to try and see a million dollars given to missions work from 2020 to 2025. I think we're rested somewhere around 600,000 at the moment. And we're believing that over these next few years, we can give a million dollars in that five-year period to seeing people's lives released, people released out of poverty, people's lives transformed by the gospel. So we're not just paying down a loan. We're investing in lives. There's more to do. There's more to do. There's what we've got as our responsibilities here, but we've also got the gospel to spread and to expand. And thank God when that loan's eliminated so we can give more to those areas in Jesus' name. See, I see a church that's raising up the next generation to know God and to do great exploits for Him and our kids and youth ministry programs. I see a church that simplicity of heart is to love God and people, uncomplicated, undeterred, undistracted by the season. I see a church that's advancing and expanding and multiplying for kingdom progress. I see a church with a hope and a future because we are built on the unshakable hope of Jesus and building a church committed with disciples who have an unending future. See, I see a city on a hill, a light in the darkness. 
we see City Church rising up. This is a time for the church to shine bright. This is a time for the church to be that city on a hill. See, we have a hope and a future. I know Nicky Gumbel, he said this, he said, vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision is a nightmare. But vision combined with action can change the world. Vision combined with action can change the world. What if this year could be a moment of change? What if City Church could bring transformation to the Blue Mountains and the Penrith areas? What if we could bring the gospel and the God colors to a black and white world and help people come to know Jesus in a way that brings freedom to their life? What if instead of speaking doom and gloom and all the negativity that's around us, what if we tuned into a different station and believed this year that God could speak to us and that we could speak from that place? See, I really believe City Church is built on hope and it's building for the future. We're built on hope. The foundation is Jesus and we're building disciples for the future. You know, the people that have stuck with God, have stuck with the church during this season? Disciples. The ones that perhaps have wandered at times or found themselves losing their faith or out of church, probably more crowd or attendees. But what's it been? The disciples that have stayed strong. What did Jesus take? He took 12 people. And here we are, billions and billions of people later, coming to know Jesus, transformed by that message of those 12 that continue to take that out, those disciples, and spread that message around the world. What could God do with the hundreds of people we have at City Church. What could God do with us as we say, you know what, I'm not just going to be committed to attending a church service. I'm going to be the church. I'm going to be a disciple that brings transformation and multiplication for those that are around us. See, I don't know about you, but I don't like this new phrase, new normal. It feels like a B-grade version of the old normal. Don't you reckon? It's like, oh, we're in a new normal. It's like, yeah, but I've just got gypped because I liked the old normal. And I just really believe in this season that we're not just bringing about a B-grade version. We're bringing about a new normal that's about a hope and a future in Jesus. We're not going to let the old normal set the tone. We're not going to let the new new normal dampen things down. We're going to set a new normal, a new level when it comes to being focused on the simplicity of what Jesus wants us to be focused on and multiplying disciples. I don't want us to be confused and distracted in this season. I want us to be simply focused on the gospel and I want us to be building disciples. That's the things that build the future of the church. So the first thing this morning, I've just got two quick points. Number one, we are built on hope. It says here in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope. See, hope, it's a word that speaks louder than despair, defeat, and discouragement. It's a word that's countercultural to the world that we live in. So many people are living hopeless lives. And what we're saying this morning is we are tuning into a different station and we're tuning into that voice of hope and we're allowing hope to speak through us to this world. See, hope is a person, it's Jesus. Hope requires partnership. Hope gives new perspective. Hope is powerful. Hope persists even in difficult times. Hope calls out the promises of God. Hope is the position we live in as believers in Jesus. How hopeful are you? And let me ask you this, are your habits in line 
with your hopes? Are your spiritual habits lining up with the hope that you have? Your spiritual disciplines helping you to live each day with that voice of hope. As we read our Bible, as we pray, as we fellowship together, as we uh, gather together as the church of Jesus Christ, as we take communion together, as we worship God, these habits are forming hope in our hearts as we allow the Holy Spirit to work. I love what it says in Hebrews 6 verse 18. It says, so God has given both his promises and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. It's the hope that we hold on to that anchors us in those stormy seasons. In those moments of life where it feels like everyone's rocked, City Church is anchored. And are you anchored on to hope? Because I really believe we're called to be hope givers this year. We're called to be people that are allowing hope to come out of our lives in every single way. Hope in Jesus. See, Stephen Furtick, he said this, he said, God has never been nervous about his ability to live up to our faith in him. He's not worried about your 2022. He's not fearful that, oh no, I don't know how this is going to outplay for you. He's confident that he can perform miracles. He's confident that he can make a way in the impossibilities. He's confident that he's building plans and purposes ahead for you, that he's gone before you to make a way. He's setting before you good works that you should walk in them. And I think for some of us this morning, if I can say this from a pastoral heart, Some of us this morning have got to get off the pause button and we've got to start walking again in faith. We've got to start walking again in believing. We've got to start walking again in trusting God, in planning again, in having a purpose again, in understanding the Holy Spirit's guiding and leading us, in being spirit-led again. Let's not allow the world and the noise of this world and the control that's happening right now to cause you to go on pause, to silence your voice to make you an ornament when you were called to be an instrument for God's kingdom. I don't want the church just standing still in this season, quiet, dull, with the lights off. I want the brightness. That's why we've got all these colors for hope and a future. I want us to bring color into the world. I want us to bring a loud noise into the world, the sound of worship, which we're going to be recording this year. I want us to bring a different flavor to the chaos in the world right now because there's peace, there's hope, there's joy in God. I want hope and a future to spill out into our community where the church leads the way. Proverbs 10, 24 says, The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled. But listen to this, the hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away. But the godly have a lasting foundation. The dreams and the hopes of the righteous will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. The second thing this morning is we are building for the future. It doesn't just say we have a hope. God speaks to us through this prophet Jeremiah and says, You have a future. 
future. It's a word that speaks life, victory, expectation, vision, and purpose. Billy Graham said this, The forward-looking Christian remains sincerely optimistic and joyful, knowing that Christ will win in the end. Do you know this? Have a think about this for a moment. The church will never end. So many people have tried to kill the church. As I said before, church numbers are down. People have deserted their faith over this time all over the world. But let me tell you this, the church will never end. You cannot kill the church. God is building his church and he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You can't kill the church. The church is everlasting because the people of God are everlasting. We're going to be worshipping God on earth and we're going to be worshipping God in heaven in a hundred years and a thousand years and two thousand years and forever. You can't kill us. You can't end the church. The church has an exciting future because our future is unending. So when we say that the church and the future is bright for the church, we say that with full confidence because we know the church is here on earth and the church is in heaven. So whatever stage of life you're at, whatever season you're facing, whatever battles are going on in your life, be assured that your future is certain in Jesus. You have an unending future. I love what it says here in Psalm 78 verse 4. It says, we will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. So the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commandments. See, there is a reason to have a hope for the future. There is a reason to be focused on building disciples for the future. It's the next generation and the generation after them and the generation after them. There's a reason that we want to uh, put that victory flag up. There's a reason that we want to move forward as a church and expand the kingdom of God. There's another generation at stake. There's people that need to know Jesus. There's a reason we want to multiply disciples and not just church attendees. Because it's disciples that build for the future, 12, 120, and they just kept going thousands and thousands and millions and billions. And here we are today, the product of discipleship that's happened over that time, the Holy Spirit moving and working in us. And it's now on our shoulders in this generation, in this patch of kingdom territory, to see the kingdom move forward. The Blue Mountains, that's God's territory. The Penrith area and beyond, that's God's territory. And he's using us. He's taking us as disciples. See, we can be so focused on our own personal futures, getting ourselves to heaven, bags packed, ready to go, that we can forget that God's got a future for you. He's got a purpose and a plan for you. He wants to take this gospel out and spread it to the world. While we're here, we've got a mission. While you've got life, you've got hope to bring, to spread, to distribute. You're a dealer in hope. You've got to get it out. You've got to get this message out. There's a hope that we have in Jesus. So I remember just before we went in to have baby Hudson, the, uh, the nurse that came in with us, she'd come in on her holidays 
to, to come in and deliver our baby because that's how short-staffed the nurses and the doctors are during this time. And I think if you know a nurse, you know a doctor, you know someone in the medical field, you should send them a message and encourage them how incredible they are, seeing them and all the work that they're doing during this season. But she came in and just as we were about to be wheeled into theatre, she said, can I take a photo of you guys? I think I've got it on the screen. She snapped a photo of us just before we were about to go in to see baby Hudson for the first time. And it's a special moment. There was a sense of excitement, a sense of going, oh man, this is, I know at least for me, it was just, it was all excitement. Probably for Amy, there was a fair bit of nerves as well. Like, this thing's got to come out. (laughs) And I'm sure there was that as well, but there was such a sense of expectation. And I was looking back through my phone and I saw this photo and I thought about the future of the church. I wonder whether we're on edge like that about 2022. I wonder whether there's an air of expectation for what God is going to do. The salvations that we're going to see, the miracles that are going to take place, the loan that's going to go down. We're going to see more and more things happen this year. The church multiplied and moving forward, worships, recordings produced and moments where we celebrate 40 years and we see all these incredible things that God's going to do. Do we have that air of expectation like that photo suggests? What's going to happen? See, when I was looking at that photo, it reminded me that I packed my bags for the hospital to be there. But it reminded me that some of us are just packing our bags for heaven. And we need to remind ourselves that let's not just pack our bags for heaven for the souls that are going to be saved. We've got to focus on them and think about packing our bags for the hospital, the spiritual hospital, to see people come to know Jesus. See, we have this spiritual hospital, the church of Jesus Christ, that we want to see more and more people come to know Jesus. There's babies to be delivered, born again in Christ. There's people to be transformed by the gospel. What changed and transformed your life? We've got to pass it on to the next generation. We've got to make sure that there's a future for the church and we're making decisions to build disciples for the future. I'm almost finished. You know, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, on her first televised address in 1957, post the Great Depression, post World War II, she got on television and she spoke these words. She said, today... We need a special kind of courage, not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynics so that we can show the world that we are not afraid of the future. It has always been easy to hate and destroy, to build and to cherish is much more difficult. And I think a scared world needs a fearless church. It needs a church that says, we are not afraid of the future. We are not afraid of the future. We're excited for what God's going to do. We're excited for the future of the church. We're excited for the disciples that are going to come to know Jesus. We are excited for all that God is going to do. This church has a hope and a future. Thank God for the last 40 years. That's just the foundation. 
Thank God for the next 40 and what's to come. Thank God for the miracles that are going to take place and the way the kingdom is going to move forward. We're just part of the process as we're building for the future. See, build your life on the Word of God. Build your life on a foundation that it's unshakable in every season. The Bible. It's the most stolen book, the most hated book, the most loved book, the most sold book, the most read book, the most precious book. The Bible. It's a foundation for life. If we're building on the future, we've got to build upon that foundation. That's why we're doing this biblical algorithm series. You know, so much of our world, some of the things that helped us before now causes harm. Things before, like a handrail that we'd use to hold, now we don't want to touch it because it might have COVID on it. <laughs> We're going to tell you about the Bible. It's never going to harm you. It's always going to build you. It's always going to build the church and it's going to build your faith. And so as we finish this morning, would you stand with me? For I know the plans I have for you, City Church, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 17 verse 5 says it this way. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and who have made the Lord their hope and confidence or their hope and future. Would you lift your hands up with me this morning and let me pray over each and every person, every each and every family member, of those joining us online this morning, we're praying this over you as well. City Church, we have a hope and a future. We have a hope and a future that is certain in Jesus. So Lord, this morning, I pray, Lord God, in the midst of the fear, the anxiety, the chaos, the control, everything that's going on around and about us in our world, the noises and the murmurs and the things that are being spoken that are they're causing chaos, Lord Jesus, I pray that your church would shine brighter in the darkness. I pray that a hope and a future would be spoken out of this place, that the God colours would start to bring a different flavour to the world, that all over the world the church would declare there is a hope in God that's unshakable and there is a future in Jesus for His church that is unending. We're not shrinking back. We're not taking a step backwards. We're not getting smaller. God, we're multiplying. We're moving forward. We're making disciples. We're seeing souls saved. We're seeing the church move forward. There is a hope and a future in Jesus' Name. And I declare it this morning over every person under the sound of my voice. There is a hope and a future for every relationship. There's a hope and a future for people's finances and businesses. There is a hope and a future for people's faith that's felt dry and empty during this season. There is a hope and a future that is only found in Jesus. And this morning, we commit our lives afresh to You. I don't know where you are this morning, whether you felt these last two years have been 
barren years, where there have been years where you've just felt tired and exhausted. You felt like it's like, oh, I'm just worn down. This morning, let's make a commitment to step into Jesus, put our trust in Him, and look ahead again, believe again, dream again, go again, walk in faith again. Lord, we speak that over every person this morning. Jesus, we commit again our lives to you. God, we give our hearts to you this morning. We ask you to take us this year and walk into new uncharted territory to step forward with hope and a future in you. For our sins and mistakes, God, we're sorry. Lord, forgive us, I pray, and help us to to step into your love and step into the great future that you have for us. We ask it this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. You have a hope and a future. And when you see your key ring this year, remind your spirit again, hey, there's a different sound that's coming out of me. I've got a hope and I've got a future. And this is hanging on your fridge at home. And you walk past it in the morning, declare it again. I've got a hope and a future in Jesus. When you walk past your car or wherever you stick this on, And you see it, remind your spirit again, the church is unending. My future and my hope in Jesus is unshakable and we're moving forward. God's got great plans and purposes for me. This isn't just a collective vision. This is a personal vision for you. Hold it this year and let's walk forward together a hope and a future in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship before we close this morning.